So it's July. We're in the throes of summer, and summertime means Pokemon movies. And this year, the movie that's slated to release is something of an enigma. I know I won't be able to see movie 20 in any sort of timely manner, but I'm still kind of on the edge of my seat because, by all accounts, it looks to be a retelling of, like, basically Indigo League, like the first season, but also not really, because the Pokemon League hasn't been mentioned in any of the trailers I've watched. I've not seen Gary anywhere. A lot of the promo materials seem to include stuff that was kind of covered in episode one, Ash and Pikachu's first meeting, the fact that Pikachu's a brat, um, seeing a Ho-Oh. And beyond that, we do have like some plot synopses. I'm not trying to dig too deep because I kind of want to experience whatever this movie ends up being kind of with a fresh eye. But I'm hearing just enough to wonder, like, these are the characters we know and love from the series, but also not. So I don't know if you would call this a reboot or what. Either way, it should be interesting. And we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, I recorded a special episode uh, ranking the top five best Pokemon movies. Um, and then I also went and tangented about some of the story ideas that we've not seen in a Pokemon movie that I think would be worth exploring. So if you're interested in that, if you're curious to know what I think uh, the best Pokemon movies ever made are, you should head on over to my Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash professional dork, or I'll have links in our usual blog notes. I don't know if everyone will agree with me on my choices of what the best Pokemon movies are, but I do think I make a good case for every one that ended up on my list. So at the very least, it's a good celebration of Pokemon movies that were awesome and why, what made them that way. So if that at all intrigues you, please hit up my Patreon. Um, a dollar a month subscription gets you extra content, both for uh, Pokemon-related content and various other stuff I do around the internet. But if it's your first time joining us, uh, hello, welcome to Peak Happy Podcast. Um, this is a show where I go through every episode of the Pokemon anime and try to sort of give a rundown, uh, discuss the minutiae, debate character development, all those nerdy, nerdy things, and just sort of chronicle Ash Ketchum's journey through the Pokemon world. And today we're hitting up Advanced Generation Episode 14, All in a Day's Wurmple. It seems a lot like a filler episode, which is a shame after so much happened last episode, uh, but we do get to catch a new team member today, so it should be fun. Before we get into that, a word from our sponsor. 
Poke Press managed to snag an interview with Mark Mueller, who, if you don't know, is the co-writer of Somewhere Someday, which you might recognize from the Pokemon the First Movie soundtrack. And if that's not ringing any bells for you, you might also know him as the writer of the themes for shows like DuckTales or Rescue Rangers. Shows that hold a special place in my heart, certainly. You should check out the written interview to find out about his music career and how Somewhere Someday ended up on the Pokemon soundtrack and how that franchise gave it its home. You can also find PokePress on YouTube covering various tournaments and anime cons and all sorts of different aspects of the Pokemon fandom. You can find the interview at their blog page, pokepress.blogspot.com, or find many more interviews and videos on YouTube at PokePress. Or you can find those links through my own blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. And that episode is today, all in a day's wormple. Uh, the gang is walking through the woods, and, and remember, they found Rustboro Hall, but it was kind of in the boonies, so they're not really in the city yet. But they're in the general area. Um, and while they walk along, a little worm Pokemon drops in front of May's face, a Wurmple. And it kind of freaks her out at first, and Hush is just like, OMG Pokemon, let me see. He's the best. Um, but then Max drops that Wurmple evolve into Beautifly. And May remembers what happened in the last episode, meeting those coordinators. Um, and she warms up to Wurmple. She decides to catch it and train it up, basically so she can be like Janet in last episode. It is one way May differs from Misty. Like, even, even knowing that Caterpie evolved into a beautiful butterfly, like... There was no way she could have ever caught and trained one. So May goes off to catch Wurmple, while the rest of the kids break for lunch, and Team Rocket plans to scoop May's catch. I'm a little surprised that the friends let her run off. I mean, given that May's only Pokemon is Torchic, and she's just not proven so very adept at Pokemon battling. But on the other hand, she has proved fairly capable in, like other aspects of life that don't involve Pokemon. Like, she had been planning to just go on a bike trip around the world, so... I don't know, it's just the Advanced Generation team seems a lot more willing to give each other space than Indigo League team, but in a good way. Like, Ashbrock and Misty, the running joke was that they were terrible friends. Like, especially in the beginning, if they got separated, they kind of just didn't care. Whereas with the Hoenn team, I kind of get the feeling that, you know, when May runs off and they decide not to follow her, they actually believe that she can take care of herself and she'll be fine. But anyway, whether that's true or not, May stumbles across a clearing with lots of other Pokemon, uh, Blossom and such. <laughs> while, while she's doing that, Jessie goes around just kicking trees to shake out Pokemon, and I think the progression should scare her. Like, first she shakes out a Weedle, then a Kakuna. Like, that should be a hint. It's not too long before she's disturbed a nest of Beedrill. So they're dealing with that. Uh, and they manage to get May caught up in the fleeing, but once they all escape Beedrill, like, Team Rocket might as well not exist. Like, they're in the middle of their motto, and May's like, oh, there's Wurmple, doo dee doo <laughs> But Team Rocket is not giving up. Jessie is right there next to May with Seviper. 
They're both trying to catch Wurmple, and before long, the two ladies just give up on catching a Pokemon. They start battling each other. And when James brings Cacnea into the battle, well, May's Torchic is, is just plain outnumbered. So it's lucky that a passing dude with a Heracross stepped in. Heracross defends Torchic and sends Team Rocket blasting off. The trainer, Franklin, even offers to help May catch Wurmple. Um, but back at camp, Max is helping Brock with the cooking, and we get to see Ash training! I love it when we get to see that. He and Pikachu are working on Iron Tail, and Pikachu's improving, but his tail has trouble holding that iron position for any length of time. So he tries to Iron Tail a tree, but his tail kind of loses that glow, and he just kind of smacks into it. So they've got some work to do. But Pikachu's almost there. It's, it's just a matter of strength building and practice. So when Franklin comes by and offers to help with a practice battle, Ash jumps at the chance. I know, what happened here? Wasn't Franklin with May? Well, we cut to May, and yeah, she's still with Franklin, so what's going on? I don't know. But we learn a bit about Franklin. He's been living around here a long time. He knows the area well and is, in fact, one of the rangers here in the forest. So that's interesting. Uh, he also comments that May's pretty independent, self-sufficient. And that's an interesting discussion to have because in some ways, yes. In other ways, not at all. May is a strange combination of being independently minded and wanting to run off and be alone and do things by herself, but without any of the confidence that typically comes with those impulses, which, you know, can sometimes make her very dependent. It is kind of what makes her character so fun, I think. Like, there are plenty of people like that in real life. But May, like, she's very quick to go exploring, quick to do things herself. But once those activities kind of stray a little too far from her comfort zone, then she gets a little bit squirrely about it. Like we saw last episode with the the gym battle, and she was basically looking for a reason to not train and therefore not have to do the gym battle. Whereas if it's kind of running off into the forest, she feels comfortable doing that, so she'll run off and do it without a second thought. But while May and Franklin get to know each other better and have some blushing moments even, Ash is learning about double battles. Two-on-two -two matches, which in the Hoenn region have been accepted into the standard rules for some time. Not yet in Kanto, though Orange Islands, I think, had a double battle as a, as a gym challenge. It is much rarer, definitely special circumstances, so since Ash might conceivably face a gym match as a double battle in this region, he should start getting familiar with it. So he battles Franklin, Ariados and Yanma versus Pikachu and Trico. And Ash does well. Like, again, it's not the first time he's been introduced to this concept, and he's kind of been unofficially double battling with Team Rocket attacks for years. Um, but for Hollow's Pokemon's teamwork, they do begin on the defensive. They're primarily reacting, whereas Franklin is combining attacks and really making use of having two Pokemon on the field at once. Um, so it's an interesting battle. Even so, Ash's Pokemon, I think, are just stronger 
like more experience and and they muscle their way through it and win um though i think franklin wins it in technique pikachu even gets a good iron tail in there um but it's good for ash like he's even though he ends up winning he does learn from everything franklin was doing and pulled off like sort of a straight punch uppercut double play with pikachu's attack followed closely by trico so learning by observation he kind of has got the idea of you know i need to use my pokemon together and not just have two pokemon attacking separately so it's a good day for him and afterwards they invite franklin for lunch Meanwhile, May is getting close to her Franklin. Uh, she found some Pekka berries, so they break for a snack. And May realizes that traveling around with Ash and the others has made her a bit more capable about certain stuff. And I would agree with that. Like, whether or not you would classify her as dependent or independent, like, there is a big difference between looking after your little brother at home and then being thrust out into the world traveling and even her few days before Max joined the party, there are some things May probably doesn't see as being a big deal anymore. Like camping out. Like finding berries in the forest for lunch. Like being away from her friends for a couple hours. Practice and experience have made her appear really independent and capable to a kid who doesn't travel. To, to a kid who, you know, travel is exciting but terrifying it's all out of his comfort zone which is franklin's situation he knows a lot about these woods here around Rustboro city but it's really just home to him he's never he's never left them he's never been traveling and has always been a little afraid so to see somebody like may who's not worried about the fact that you know she lost sight of her friends for a bit or they don't have lunch, but oh, I found some berries over there. Like, you know, I'm just going to eat them. No big deal. Cause I know they're fine. There's not a path here. We'll make a path. We'll just explore. It's okay. Like May kind of inspires him and he sees that, yeah, you can learn to overcome those fears and the unknown and, and you'll be independent, help each other. It'll be all right. And he asks if he can join May on her journey. And I want to see that scene. When May and Franklin come back to camp, like, Ash, I found a boy, can I keep him? But before May can answer uh, this request, she gets distracted by a Wurmple. Torchic gets a good little tackle in there before May throws the Pokeball. Uh, but this Wurmple is putting up a fight, only two wiggles and it's back out. So Franklin suggests a Fire-type attack this time. May's able to weaken the Pokemon and even capture it, so... Welcome to the team, Wurmple. For like five seconds, Team Rocket just swipes the Pokeball from May's hand from the balloon. That go-go gadget arm is so useful. Uh, their balloon, however, is really vulnerable to punctures, so Heracross and Horn Attack ends Team Rocket's crime spree. May catches her Wurmple, and then she has to battle Team Rocket on the ground. And Torchic doesn't do so well, two-on-two... Uh, Cacnea and Seviper dodge the Ember attack, but luckily Heracross is right there. It defends Torchic, and then Franklin steps back and tells May to have both her Pokemon attack at the same time. Basically, he's coaching her through a double battle. He has to tell her what Wurmple's attacks are, but May is game to try. 
Much like Caterpie in the third episode, Wurmple uses Stringshot to just cocoon its opponents, and then Torchic uses Ember to win the battle. And then Heracross and Megahorn send Team Rocket blasting off. And they go back to camp so May can show off her Wurmple, but as she arrives on the scene, we hear that Ash's Franklin has actually been traveling for some time, only just got back home. Is this the other Franklin from the Mirrorverse or what? Um, But there is one more difference between the two. Ash's Franklin, the Traveler, has an orange undershirt. May's Franklin has a blue one. I did not notice that until the final scene. Um, Forrester Franklin and Forrest Franklin, identical twin brothers. They get along really well, though. Forrester actually offers to take over ranger duties so that Forrest, May's Franklin, can go on his own journey. Ultimately, Forrest Franklin decides not to travel with May, probably because her Wurmple eats like a Snorlax, like really. Although I think we missed an opportunity. Like the Hoenn traveling team is already a bit bigger than we're used to with the fourth, fourth wheel there in Max, but it might have been fun to have a new guy around for a couple of days at least. I don't know why he decided not to travel with May after all. Like, maybe he was really looking forward to to bonding with May and going on this journey together, just the two of them, and then he realizes she's got, like, this whole traveling party with her, and it's like, oh, that kills the mood. I don't know. But we wish you well, Forrest Franklin, and you too, Wurmple. Welcome to the team. If you guys want to comment on this episode or any others, wish our competitors luck in their upcoming gym badge. Conquest, uh, you can visit Podcast at blogspot.com, where you can also find links to all the things I mentioned at the start of the episode, the PokePress interviews and videos, and my Patreon-exclusive discussion of the top five best Pokemon movies. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Podcast. Gotta catch them all! <laughs>